Hello, what's up? Hey, and good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Artemis Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me today on this lovely Monday morning. Today, we're going to open up the floor to talk about a very intense topic in the media, and that is feminism. Now, hang in there with me for a minute, though, because we are going to look at the history of feminism, how it started, what it used to stand for, and what it stands for today. I found some interesting surveys and studies that break down exactly how Americans feel about this current wave of feminism, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of my thoughts on how we as women can do our part to shed the most positive light we can on women as a whole. So stay tuned and let's talk about it. You're listening to The Artemis Company Podcast with Lauren Gwynn. Let's talk. So the history of feminism, it can be broken down into four different waves. And I brought this information to you guys from a professor at the Pacific University, who is a professor of history and the director of the Center of Gender Equity. They put out an article called Four Waves of Feminism. The first wave began in the late 19th and early 20th century. The goal of this wave was to open up opportunities for women with focus on suffrage. Discussions arose about women's rights to vote and participation in politics. This led to a debate on the differences between the way men and women were viewed. The second wave began in the 1960s. Continuing on into the 1990s, this wave focused on sexuality and reproductive rights and passing the Equal Rights Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which guaranteed social equality regardless of sex. This wave emerged amongst other movements such as Black Power and the push to end the war in Vietnam. This wave of feminism raged against societal standards and pillars of beauty and the expectation of women to be kept at home or in low-paying jobs. Women began to form women-only organizations and consciousness-raising groups. The second wave was increasingly theoretical and marked the beginning of differentiating sex and gender, the former being biological and the latter being a social construct that varies culture to culture over time. The third wave of feminism began in the mid-90s and was informed by post-colonial and post-modern thinking, an aspect of third-wave feminism that mystified the mothers of the earlier feminist movement was the re-adoption by young feminists of the very lipstick, high heels, and cleavage proudly exposed by low-cut necklines that the first two phases of the movement identified with male oppression. The fourth wave of feminism is among us right now. Some people who wish to ride this new fourth wave have trouble with the word feminism, not only just because of its older connotations of radicalism, but because the word feels like it is underpinned by assumptions of a gender binary and an exclusionary subtext for women only. Many fourth waivers who are completely on board with the movement's tenets worry that it is hard to get their message out with a label of feminism that raises hackles for a broader audience. Now, this is just a little bit of history. I wanted to make sure you're all on the same page and kind of understand where feminism began and how it got to where it is now. Because obviously, the first wave of feminism is extremely different from the wave that we are finding ourselves in today. That first wave of feminism really fought a lot of concrete issues, such as rights that are afforded to women in the Constitution and equality when it comes to the government's say on what women can and cannot do. And today we're not talking about the history, we're talking about the way we find ourselves in now. Because I find that this is a big issue that a lot of women are concerned with. 
And there seems to be a really big mixed message between if women are enjoying this new wave or if they have issues with it. And I want to find out what people think. So I found a poll that was in the 2018 Washington Post Kaiser Family Foundation poll. And this was a very informative poll. They do it every year. And they take a, a poll of, of women and men that answer these questions. And it really kind of gives us an idea of what across the board, what percentages of women are feeling a certain way or what percentages of men are feeling a certain way about these issues. Because the media has a tendency to paint these things with an agenda, the way that they want to. And it it's, tends to be painted in a way that will make them money because that's their job. They're in the media. They're trying to get more people to, to read them, to watch them. And that's how they make money. So they're not necessarily concerned with being as accurate or as genuine as these studies are. They're just trying to get your attention. So in this poll, when asked, do you consider yourself to be a strong feminist, a feminist, not a feminist, or an anti-feminist, 30% of the women that answered this said that they did not find themselves identified as a feminist, and 60% identified as either a feminist or a strong feminist. So we find a majority of women in America do identify as, as some degree of a feminist. And that's interesting. But 30% is still a very large number. And I'd be interested to find out why these 30% of women don't identify as a feminist. Is it because they don't agree with the movement of this feminist wave? Is it because they don't think there are any issues that women have to face? It could be both. I don't know. But I'd really be interested to know. 94% of men and women stated that they believe that men and women should be social, political, and economic equals. So the overwhelming majority of people in this category agree that we should all be equals. I don't think that's a problem. I think that across the board, and there is that 6% out there that disagrees, but that's obviously a minority. But overwhelmingly, we find that both men and women also agree and believe that we should all be equal. That's socially, politically, and economically. Now, they asked half of their sample in general, do you have a favorable or unfavorable impression of feminism? And this is something I really wanted to, to look into because it's really polarizing nowadays. You either find the feminist movement to be off-putting or you, or you agree wholeheartedly with it. So 24% of women have an unfavorable impression and 58% have a favorable impression. So a little over the majority have a positive impression of the feminist movement. However, 24% of women, which is the minority but is still a large percentage, have an unfavorable impression. That's half of their survey results. 24%. Obviously, we're not catering for to a very large amount of women in the U.S. population, and they have a negative impression and we're affecting them negatively. So I think we should look at that. However, 54% of women and 56% of men said that they think that feminism generally has a bad reputation. Now, I can see this because today in the media, they show all these radical feminists. They show what is, quote-unquote, a feminazi, a woman that is screaming in your face and, and yelling about these issues. And it comes off in a negative way. It comes off aggressive, and that's definitely not how we want to be viewed as women. I know that I don't, and I think the majority of women, if not all women out there, want to be seen and respected as a level-headed, reasonable person with honest and serious concerns that they want to address without being painted as overly emotional or crazy. Another question was, do you think the feminist movement today is focused on changes you want or not? Now, this is very important because the feminist movement is a huge wave right now, and we're supposed to be considered as a whole the feminist movement is supposed to be moving on the behalf of the whole of women in the United States. It should be addressing the issues that all women are concerned with. But 
Only 48% of women said that they do believe that today's movement is focused on changes that they want. Now that brings up a question. If they don't think that they're addressing these changes that they want, what are these changes that they think needs to be made? And is there a reason why these changes are not being brought up to the masses? Is there a reason why they're being silenced or not heard or not paid attention to? Is there a reason why they don't feel like they can speak up about their concerns? Is it because they think they're going to be automatically branded as a crazy feminist? Is it the fact that they think that they are the minority so they can't speak their minds? Or is it simply that they are afraid to join a movement that has such a negative reputation? On that same note, the study found that 39% of women and 46% of men would use the word angry to describe feminism. Now, this honestly doesn't surprise me because of the way that the media paints it. Now, this is not to say that this wave of feminism doesn't have good drive and good reasons and good causes that it's fighting for. I'm not saying that. However, we have to be cognizant of the way that we are portrayed to society. And while this whole wave of feminism is about independence and equal treatment, it's important to note how we're coming off to men. After all, we are fighting for men to view us in a positive way. We're fighting for men to respect our views. We're fighting for men and anyone, not just men, but everyone to respect the views of women equally. So it's very important that we're aware of the way that men are viewing us. Because if they think we're just angry and crazy, they're not going to listen to us. They're not going to take us seriously and they're not going to respect us. And when that's how they think, the moment a woman opens her mouth to talk about issues that they feel that they face, like this podcast talks about a lot of things that women face, they automatically get defensive because they believe that we're going to be some radical feminist. And it's really hard to overcome that predisposition. Another interesting fact, 43% of women do not think that the feminist movement accurately reflects the views of most women. This makes sense. When you look that only 48% of women believe that the feminist movement actually focuses on changes that they want, it makes sense that 43% of women do not think that the feminist movement accurately reflects the views of most women. But isn't that a problem? If we believe that a little under half of the population of women in this country don't think that the feminist movement is in their best interest. They don't think the feminist movement is representing the best interest and the concerns of most women. Don't we need to take a look at this movement and make sure that it's actually something that's reflecting positively on women as a whole? Because we are all affected by this. Even if we're not an active member, even if we don't have picket signs, even if we're not out protesting or you're not posting on your social media, even if you're not an active member of the feminist movement, you're affected by this as a woman because it affects how society views us and how they take us seriously and if they respect our opinions or not. And that's not to say that you should be passionate about what you believe in. That's not to say that these people that are out there protesting for something that they believe, change that they believe in, are wrong. But when you give them these negative stereotypes, it really negatively affects all of us. And that's not saying anything negative to people that identify as feminists. I respect your opinion and I hope you respect mine and I have nothing against that. But I am 100% for equal treatment of women. I'm 100% for the respect of women's opinions and I believe that everyone should be listened to and heard out and I think everyone has the right to fight for what they believe in. And now here's another statistic that I think is really interesting because it's a touchy subject. People are very passionate about their feminist opinions and there's nothing wrong with that. But this study did show that 41% of women believe that the feminist movement unfairly blames men for women's challenges. Now tell me what you think about that. I personally have never in my life felt victimized or treated differently in a negative way by men. 
I've never felt like I was put behind. I've never felt like I was treated unfairly because I was a woman. I never felt like a man was holding me back or holding me down. I never felt womanized. And maybe that's about the way I was raised. I don't know. That that probably has a huge, huge effect on how you feel about yourself. Whether that's how you view yourself with your religious background, how you view yourself with your skin color, how you view yourself with your sexuality, how you view yourself as a woman or a man. I think the way we're raised and the mindset that we're brought up in makes a huge difference on how we feel about ourselves. And I always was raised with the mindset that I can accomplish anything that I want to accomplish. And no one out there, whether they are a man or a woman, whether they're white or black, whether they're gay or straight, whether they're old or young, is going to stop me from accomplishing my goals. I'm going to work harder than anyone else out there because I know what I want in my life and I've never, ever been let down by that. If anything, I've had men commend me and and be impressed by the way that I have excelled. I'm currently a student in mechanical engineering, and I find I almost have benefits because of my, I'm a woman. Because I'm a minority in my field of study, because there are not a lot of women in engineering, people are more apt to hire me, which is an unfair advantage. It's not like I'm more qualified for a job just because I'm a woman, but I like that I can impress people because I've excelled and challenged myself to take on a field that's not traditional for my gender. Because the truth is, I didn't decide what I wanted to do with my life based on my gender. I didn't decide I wanted to go to engineering because society told me I couldn't. I decided to go into it because it was something I was interested in. I just lived my life the way that I wanted to, and I honestly never was concerned with gender stereotypes or the claim that men are oppressing me. And so I guess I never experienced it. No one ever came up to me when I was growing up and said, you're a girl, you shouldn't be studying science. Because you're a girl, even though you're good at math, you need to go read some poetry. No one ever stopped me from excelling. And I believe that the reason that women are the minority in some of these predominantly male fields is not that people are telling us we can't. It's not that people are going up to young girls in middle school and saying, oh, you're a girl, don't even bother studying science. It's just that there are less women that might be interested in it. And there's nothing wrong with that. If there's more women that want to do it, then go for it, man. More power to you. But on the same token, we don't have to do it just so that we can be equal to men and have as many men and women in the same space. It's okay for there to be more men than women. It's okay for there to be more women than men. If we stop focusing on these numbers and trying to force women majorities into these fields and just accept that maybe people just want to do what they want to do with their lives and let everyone do what they're good at and what they're passionate about, then we don't have to worry about those numbers. Because it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. You want the most qualified person to do the job. You want someone that loves it and is passionate about it to do the job, not just because they're a woman or a man. And this is all my personal experiences, and that's all I can share with you is my personal views, what I've been through, and how these things that I've been through have affected the way I think and the way I see the world. And we all have our own experiences. You don't know what it's like to live my life, and I don't know what it's like to live yours. But if we can have an open mind and look at everyone else's point of view, then we can make sure that we all have the most well-rounded, educated, and factually supported opinions, regardless of what they are. I don't care if you disagree with me. I respect people that disagree with me, because it takes guts to stand up for what you believe in. All I ask is that you listen to what I have to say, consider it, understand it, and then you can make a decision on whether you disagree with it or not. Then you can make a decision on whether it affects your overall point of view. You have to have an open mind because I am not pompous enough to believe that I'm right about everything. 
I have my views, but I would rather open my mind and consider someone else's opinion, someone else's way of viewing something to make sure that I have the most holistically formed opinion on an issue than continue running around making claims that are unsubstantiated and that I can't support just because I'm too stubborn to consider that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? But I will never be confident in my opinion on something unless I've seen it from the other side. And I can say I've been there. I've thought about that. I know what you're talking about, but I still stand firm on this. And you can't do that unless you've considered someone else's side. And now I have my own political opinions, but that's not what this talk is about. So here are my thoughts. So many people in the media today want to focus on the things that they believe women do not have. Equal pay, equal representation, equal treatment. And whether or not that's true, I have a completely radical view that totally opposes all of those things. Now hear me out. I propose that instead of using our voices to yell and scream and protest and attack these ideas, or allowing young girls to grow up with the predisposition that being a woman puts you at a disadvantage from the start, and that there are all these things that you don't have, how about instead we show everyone what it really means to be a woman? I propose that if we all collectively as women focus on the incredible benefits and advantages that we have, we can inspire and empower each other to where we are the ones making the most money because we are the ones working the hardest. Or you can look at our political offices and business leaders and see females because we were the most driven. We are the most successful because we put all the work in. Ladies, we have one of the most incredible advantages we could ever ask for. We have a community of passionate women that want to support and see each other succeed. We have a sisterhood. I don't care what race, age, religion, political party, or economic background you have. When women empower other women, there is no limit to what we can accomplish. So that is all for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to this channel and follow us on all of our social media so you don't miss out on any of our updates. I put a new one of these podcasts up every Monday, so start off your week right. And you can always find the show notes for every episode on our website at theartemiscompany.org. That's the A-R-T-E-M-I-S company.org. You'll find the links to our social media on there as well. Please share those show notes and feel free to comment your own thoughts on today's show in the comments section below. And let's start a conversation about this. I would love to hear what you guys think. That is the whole point of this podcast is to open up a floor of open communication and to debate these issues. Today, I'm leaving you off with our feel good song of the week. Good Time, Good Life by Aaron Bowman. I hope you enjoy it. I will see you guys next time. Peace. I never overthink it, do what I want, and I do it my way. Okay. I never try too hard, I'm so awesome, so effortlessly. Okay. Watch me take some notes, cause I'm confident and I get it done. I'm
generation. That's right. That's right. That's right, my generation. Take a second, catch your breath if you need to. Need to, that's okay. Life in the fast track is where I live. This is my every day. We never slow down. We never gonna stop. We never gonna take a break. We live the life we wanna live. That's right. Let's celebrate. Yeah, all about a good time. Good life.